Welcome to Crushgasm, the podcast dedicated to the highs and lows of crushes. From their first to their worst, we're going to cover them all with a cascade of characters, including our guest today, the Emperor of Awesome himself, Bradley Boutin. A husband, caring father, nerd, and all-around uplifter is here to talk about a lot of things. He's got podcasts like Pre-Binge of the Nerds and the Pandemic, but also his children's book, Leveling Up My Awesome, and... We'll also make time to talk about a crush on someone he had in the workplace. Bradley, how are you? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just had a DiGiorno, a fancy dinner. So, Ooh. do you know they make an ultimate cheese DiGiorno now? There's like stuffed cheese like underneath the crust, along with the stuffed crust. Uh, whoa! Wow, that sounds right? intense. It's like twelve dollars, so I haven't, oh. I haven't tried it yet. But I, I can't, I can't, uh, like I can't spend that much for a frozen pizza. That's a lot for dang, DiGiorno. So right. under the crust, like, like you put cheese down, put the crust, put more like sauce, cheese, like that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's like a stuffed crust, but then under the crust as well. I'm gonna have to look for. I probably twelve dollars is steep. I could go to like pizza hut for that but yeah i'm gonna like look for the box because it sounds crazy yeah it's it is it is so we're gonna talk about this co-worker crush it's the first one we've had come through so (laughs) (laughs) um and i feel like we have so much to talk about but we're gonna kick this off with just liking a co-worker um looking back you were 25 when this crush on rose occurred but i have to imagine that like as a teen with one of your first jobs there was at least somebody you liked with that you worked with or was that like just in my head with all the teen movies i've watched oh oh yeah there was many people uh but back then uh, i was more interested in uh, a lot of other things more than that <laughs> but uh, my biggest and, and my spin is I was the boss and she was an insubordinate I was a uh, in this situation so and like speaking of crushes like on people that you work with I want to dive into the like particular differences that mm. like when you were a teen and you had like someone at work, how did you handle it compared to like this crush when you were an adult where it's like, did you have the same kind of feelings come up or thoughts? Oh yeah. So um, I was real, believe it or not, I was really shy when I was uh, in high school. And um, so I kept all my feelings pretty much to myself. It wasn't until I went off to the military that I really discovered like, yeah, it's okay to ask a girl out, <laughs> you know? Um, so I, unless it was like made blatant uh, i i pretty much was like get away from me man get away from me <laughs> even as a teen you were still acting like like an eight-year-old like oh you have cooties yeah, yeah pretty much <laughs> so i was like 16 and then i i was like so shy around the other the opposite sex it was it was kind of crazy i mean like i i i I, I think I was a, uh, a natural blusher and uh, it became a thing that my older sister and my mom and everybody like, oh, let's make Brad blush by, you know, my sister was three grades ahead of me and have her oh. friends like hang on me and stuff like that. Oh, uh, that sounds yeah. like a mental torture. A little bit, but you know, like secretly you're like, yeah, that was so awesome, you know, but, but then you're like, I was just, I was so shy. It was so crazy. And, and I look back at myself now and i'm like i could talk talk to anybody 
Yeah, doesn't um, your teenage self can sometimes make you so upset looking back in hindsight. You're like, why was I like that? Why? Right. Like, I, I mean, I, it was one of those things like, uh, you know, you don't make the shots that you don't take. You never make the shots you don't take. And I look back and like, you know, I I had crushes on people when I was in high school, but I was always too afraid of rejection to say something, you yeah. know, and like, so now it's like, it could have been i mean i'm perfectly happily married with my wife and i love her to death uh you know but it's just like huh because i will go on facebook I'm like wow that's cool i have the hots for you for a hot minute i i mean usually though for me if i see someone i liked from 14 16 i'm like oh thank god it didn't work out <laughs> like yeah thank whew, thank god i was too shy to say anything <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> That's how I am. So you and Rose, you were working at Perkins. Is that yes. a restaurant? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Perkins yeah. Restaurant and Bakery. Right, because I'm. We. I don't think we had those where I grew up in California. So I imagine it's kind of like maybe a Marie Callender's. Yeah, that's or, a, okay. actually Marie Callender's actually bought Perkins. Oh, so um, they're yeah, they're they're pretty much the same thing. So okay, well, learning something new, learning about a new restaurant. Well, I guess they're not around anymore if they bought them. Yeah, uh, well, um, I mean, they, they kept the name Perkins, uh, Marie Callender's. I actually think it was Perkins that bought Marie Callender. One of the two, anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, the food stayed the same. They're still oh. around. Yeah, they're still around. They're, they were famous for being open 24-7 and going in after the bar closed. Ooh, oh, so they can get rowdy. Okay. Oh, things could get rowdy. <laughs> so how long after meeting Rose did you notice you liked her more than just a casual workplace acquaintance? Uh, it was pretty quick. Uh, I remember it, it, I had come out of my shell by this time. I, I knew she was she was hot, <laughs> and uh, and I and, and I, I talked to like my, my brother worked with me and some other friends uh, from the workplace. Uh, you know, I, I made my intentions pretty clear. Like, oh my gosh, man! Like, she's hot. I think, and I think she was actually married when I first met her too. So it was never like, okay, I'm gonna ask her out or anything. She, Pat married. I think she she had a, a one or two kids at the time as well. But uh, I was never going to approach. And but then she got got a divorce, and then like you know all the stars started to line up, and you're like, oh well, I'm still a boss. <laughs> and we we never hung out outside of work at that time, besides like sitting in the same booth outside of work hours and just you know chit chatting. And you said she was really hot, so I have to imagine, was it her looks or her personality that won you over first? I think I know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, looks was right away. Uh, it was one of those damn kind of moments, you know? <laughs> uh, and and then she, became, she was an awesome worker, too. So, I mean, like, always coming in, staying late, and, t- you, know, you know, she was, like, the best server. And uh, she worked the overnight shift. And I used to work like from five to three o'clock in the morning, and she'd work ten and ten p.m. to six a.m. So there was a lot of nights where you know we worked a lot together, and then I would stay and help her, you know, with whatever she needed to do so she could get out right on time. So uh, we we became friends. Uh, you know, I I never uh, I I hate cheaters. I. I cheaters or i will never cheat on my wife i'll never uh cheat on i've never cheated anybody my entire life so i I, there was a line that you know i would never cross and that but when she was divorced it was one of those like boss (laughs) 
Uh, but something that then happened where made it a little better. So. And I do want to know what like sort of cemented the crush for you uh, when she did get divorced. Like, what made you push forward? She admitted that she had that she looked at me the same way. That she was crushing on me a little bit too, uh, and as a matter, she would try to make me blush at, uh, at times at work. You know, when when I was working, and uh, uh, there may have been some inappropriate um, touching a little bit. Uh, at, the Perkins? Men- at the Perkins, oh yes, my God. At the Perkins. <laughs> yeah, so we have this thing called we we called it the Good Game. Uh, if you know where I'm going here, and this really wouldn't happen in today's uh, culture, but where you know it was okay to slap everybody on the butt and be mm. say, "Good game, good game, <laughs> you did good, good game," you know. Uh, so there is a little bit of that. And when she and like you keep you you said you were her boss, so mm-hmm. when she admitted she had feelings for you and it was kind of mutual, did you think? okay this is great but at the same time we might have an hr issue yes and uh then it was not long after that uh it was within a week uh, of kind of like hey i i like you you like me but i'm like i'm still your boss and i wouldn't i wouldn't cross that line uh at the time and uh an opportunity came for me to transfer to the a new Perkins that was eight miles away from that one, but was five miles closer to where I lived at the time. So they needed help. So I jumped ship and went to a different Perkins. And then uh, we were free to date. Hmm. Do you think it was kind of like one of those fate type of things? You know, I, that's the way I was reading it at that time. You know, it's like, uh, uh, you're like, wow, so you like me, I like you, and now uh, now I'm not your boss. And then, you know, so we started dating, like, right away. <laughs> it worked out, but you noticed that she was kind of this fork in the road for you. What do you mean by that? Because when you said that you got transferred, I thought it was like a Perkins, maybe a few states over, but only eight miles, so... <laughs> No big yeah. like pick up and move. Uh, yeah, so she was the fork in the in the road that led me on the path I am today. Uh, so we got together. We were together for a, a couple months where, where we dated and everything. Um, actually, it was probably closer to six months. And uh, she lived in a in a town. It was about thirty minutes away from where I lived, and she would come and hang out, you know, for the nights and whatever. And then I was offered a job in Pella, which was uh, about three hours away from where we both lived. And I wanted to take this job really bad. I, I wanted it was it was uh, running a bed and breakfast, and uh, so I accepted it. And you know, uh, my brain was like okay well you'll we'll make it work i'll come down on you know on my days off and everything like that and uh for her that was a, a no-go for her that was like no i'm not going to be in a relationship with somebody that far away and so uh it was one of those like you stay here and we can be in a relationship or you go and that's it We'll, you know, we'll give each other a high five and wish each other good luck. Maybe good, even a game. good game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and um, I, I chose to go. I, I wanted to get out of there. At, at, at that time, I, I was uh, uh, into drugs, and I wanted to get away from that as well. You know, that uh, I was partying too much, and that was the side of me I wanted to keep away from. You know, that, and I was trying to get 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 away. And so, I, I I moved, and moving down here led me to you know all of the things that. I met my wife that I had my kids, you know, and, and to where the person I am today. So you chose right. I chose right. I absolutely chose right. But Rose, uh, I, I went and saw her a couple times when I, when I worked in Pella uh, and it, you know, it was just never the same. She ended up meeting somebody and I think he was a cop or something and, um, got married and went on with her life um as far as i know she's she's happily married and i think she had another kid with this guy and awesome awesome she definitely deserves it well before we move on i do want to this is a big thing in tv and i'm a big tv fan you're a big pop culture fan workplace romances it's like a sitcom steeple it is so I want you to rank these five classic workplace couples. We have Jim and Pam from The Office, Sam and Diane from Cheers, Amy and Jake from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Ben and Leslie from Parks and Recreation, and Bob and Linda from Bob's Burgers. Ooh, okay. So like one, so one to five, so who's my five favorite? Five to four. Five okay. to four. We'll go backwards. So the okay. least to best. Okay, so least to best. Okay, so my least favorite would be um, Ben from Parks and Rec, just because I'm not a huge fan of Parks. I like the show, but I was never super geek about it. And then I would have to say, I'd have to say Jim and Pam from The Office. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give them number four. I, they're not my favorite Office couple, but yeah, yeah I do love The Office. Um, but I don't I like I, I I just I love The Office because it's gonna make me laugh all the time, and I don't like and I don't I don't even really think about the relationships in there. And out of this list, automatically, I know what my number one and my number two are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, number three is gonna be Bob and Linda. Bob and Linda from Bob's Burgers. Uh, because you don't have Bob Burgers without <laughs> that relationship, and it is hilarious. If you don't watch Bob Burgers, what are you doing? It's funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm so behind though. I think in 2020, I just lost track of like days and times, and this Bob's Burger it just went under for me. But I, I try to catch up every now and then. Yeah. So when the movie came out. My, I have a uh, a thirteen year old daughter. Anna is her name. Anna, I love you. And and she's like, hey, Dad, can we watch Bob's Burgers the movie? And in like zero seconds, I'm like, yes. I had it. I, I pulled up Hulu and it was going. I'm like, okay, I can get her into something that I like. <laughs> yes. And, and then she's like, is is there more of this? I'm like. There's, there's a show. There's so much more. <laughs> there's a lot more. Because there's, there's parts of the movie she was like, huh? But, mm-hmm. yes. Number two. 
Sam and Diane from Cheers. You mean they're our first kind of will they, won't they, before Ross and Rachel ever came into the picture? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I mean, Ted Danson. I mean, who doesn't like Ted Danson? So hot. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like the Good Place. Yes. That is, uh, I, I, for some reason, I, I guess I didn't know what that show was mm-hmm. uh, until like earlier this year, and I binged the entire thing in like two weeks. It's that is like one. It's so good. Oh the se- the season finale of the first uh, season where she finds out and she realizes it's the bad. Pl- oh, it's perfection. Uh, right. And- the ending, I was bawling. Oh. Me too. I, I, I wasn't bawling, but there was definitely a tear stream in my eyes uh, because that is probably one of the best shows in the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So amazing. I love shows that can do something new and and, and you, you don't know the entire show from yeah. episode one like Quantum Leap Quantum, you know Quantum Leap <laughs> I watched the, the first two new episodes I'm like eh it's the same thing yeah The Good Place definitely brought us something new and interesting and it, it's just and it made you think really deep sometimes right? yeah right? Like, like what is my purpose am I going to The Good Place or the bad <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was like at least every every other episode, mm-hmm. you were getting a mind blown, and you're like, "That's deep," and man, it was just well done. Uh, man, Kristen Stewart or not Kristen Stewart, Kristen Bell, Ted Danson, and Ted Danson like was a st- was the star. I mean, as that man, I, I there was times that I'm like. Is Sam and Dean Winchester going to show up for for Ted Danson? <laughs> Bro, that would have been a cool kind of crossover. <laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. Well, and then the, now there's the supernatural uh, prequel, The Winchesters, that I haven't mm-hmm. watched it yet. But I do believe I have one left. My top, Amy and Jake, <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine, because sure. Brooklyn Nine Nine is the funniest show in such a long time and I absolutely love them together because it reminds me it reminds me of my wife and I my wife is an accountant and so she oh. is like <laughs> she the numbers and you know she doesn't care about Star Wars and half of the fun, the, the nerdy stuff I do but she let me name my kid Leia <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean like she puts up with my nerdiness with a smile on her face and uh, and and like that relationship it just reminds me so much and we, we, we watched that show together and she's like you're Jake <laughs> and I'm like yes I am so another great show I can't believe when Fox cancelled it but thankfully you know NBC picked it up I was at a job as like a, like a I was a test proctor for the SATs so uh-huh. I was in a room full of these kids like trying to get into college trying to better and I'm like sitting in the corner crying because the TV show got cancelled it's like, real why? yeah that's real that's real I mean like you get so attached to a lot of these mm-hmm. characters yeah and uh, they took last man on earth too that day and that, sadly no one brought that back for me that yeah. hurt yeah, I have never seen that show. Oh my god, binge it! It's it, it, I'm just gonna spoil it. It got canceled and it ended on cliffhanger. We'll never know. 
I think the creator said what was gonna happen, so you can look mm-hmm. it up later. But yeah, it's oh my, it's so funny. It's like, but what was sad is it was like an apocalypse show up against The Walking Dead at The Walking Dead's height. So, and it didn't have the zombies or anything like yeah. that. I think that's where it, Fox failed it, but it was really good. Will Forte's so funny in it. Is is it streaming anywhere? I think it's probably on Hulu. If I had to guess, because they got, usually got Fox shows. I hope it's there. It needs to be somewhere. It's, it's only four seasons, but so good. Well, speaking of awesome, it's time to talk about what you have going on. And we're going to start with the children's book, Leveling Up My Awesome. And this was something that I thought was really sweet because my dad is in his like 80s now, but he still has memories of like me handing him books to read so i think it's like really cool that you're inspired by your daughters to do a book like this plus it's something i think they can like hand down generation to generation so that's kind of cute right yes um (laughs) good i was gonna say what sort of timeline from when you got the idea to actually publishing it like what was that like it was about a year and a half uh so uh well i take that back no it was probably closer to a year uh, and for this one, I, I've written like four or five. I think I got I got five kids books ready to go. I just need to illustrate them and and get them produced. And with leveling up my awesome, I drove by my kid's school uh, at lunch one day, and she was just walking by the fence by herself, and it broke my heart. I went home. And I wrote the entire book uh, in probably 25 minutes, and then uh, you know, and then I, it was it was, it was a I mean it was kind of a poem, it's prose, and then uh, you know I mean I've tweaked it here and there, and then um, I am not an illustrator, I suck at drawing, so then I was like, okay, well I really want to make this work, so uh, I was looking for somebody to illustrate, oh, and people were like, yeah, I'll illustrate for like a thousand dollars. And then I found Fiverr, and then I could I could have got done for like 120 on Fiverr, and I'm like, well, I don't even really want to spend that at this time. So um, I ended up uh, illustrating it by myself, all done on Canva, and um, I wanted from the get go, I wanted to keep it simple because I wanted it to be more like I didn't want the pictures to take away from what it was actually saying. So I mean, I'm like this. This can work. So I tried a couple different ways, and and I got it. I'm like, okay, this is pretty awesome. <laughs> I like this a lot. And um, I ended up produce, uh, publishing it with uh, Amazon KDP, and uh, that whole process uh, I thought was going to take weeks ended up taking days. Oh, so from God. the time that I had the book completed, uh, and then I I had enough know how i was able to uh format it to, to get ready uh with, with their dimensions and everything i entered it there and pretty much within two days like i got the email like your book is on amazon i'm like whoa yes wow yeah yeah it was it was awesome i i and and it was cool because uh it was the same day that I started my new job that I'm currently working now. So uh, it was uh, July 29th uh, and 
I had exactly, I had to like do an author page and all that kind of stuff. And I remember like I think I was gonna be late to my first day at my new job because I was trying to get this all done. Oh my god, were you late? I was not. Oh, Start off on the wrong foot. Might not have that job today. Right, exactly. <laughs> and the book is really inspirational and I feel like that's very much the genre of a lot of kids books today like I think of Cat in the Hat and that wasn't like motivating me you know to be my best self when I was little you know Mm -hmm. so why do you think kids books have made that switch from just like nonsensical charming to being like book fair staples that can like turn into mental motivation Uh, I think that nobody wants the, the story anymore because they they can go to YouTube and get the story, uh, and they and you know the cat in the hat or any of that, but I really believe that just from my kids, I you know the kids need to be motivated uh, into positivity, and there's so many kids out there that don't have anything positive for them, uh, or or so many kids that now. They're like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, somebody's better than me. And no, no. I mean, like, you are perfectly fine. You are awesome. And and really just try to figure out some type of way that, you know, you can read, read Cat in the Hat. That's great. But you, know, you can read my book in, you know, two minutes and you're going to come off feeling like, with a smile on your face. And if that happens, then I succeed. So anytime someone comes on this show and has more than one podcast, I'm like, how? You know, because I barely have the time to do one. So where do you have all this extra time stored and what made you want to do more than one? Yeah, so I started the pandemic about uh, well over a year ago. And um, I at that time, I was like three or four episodes ahead for a while and then I had a conversation with uh, one of my friends, Brian. Because the, so the, the whole thing about the pandemic is I talked to amazing people like yourself, uh, and we fan out and we just kind of see where it goes, right? We mm-hmm. deep dive and really we just talk about the things that are awesome in our lives. For we, well, like we had one of the greatest '90s talks probably since the '90s. <laughs> I'm telling you, I could talk about it all day. <laughs> right, uh, and. And, and and then uh, after that conversation with him, I'm like, dude, we just made a new podcast. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So then uh, we I started Prevenge of the Nerds, and 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 then I, I I started falling away from what the pandemic was, and I started really focusing on just Prevenge of the Nerds, and and so my pandemic kind of took a, a back seat a little bit. Uh, I had had several people cancel on me that I had lined up to interview. And I'm like, well, I got this guy, my, my buddy Brian, and him and I, we're every week, you know, we got it. We got it. And then and, and then uh, I was like, man, I really wanted to get back with the pandemic. And so um, I, in the last few months, I've been really pushing on that and uh, still doing the, the prevenge. I it really figuring out uh, I, I, I right now I'm really good at just doing this stuff and not planning <laughs> and I definitely need to uh, plan things out a lot more uh, you know with my with a website and all that I, right now it's like oh hey I got a guess we can we get this but uh, now that I'm starting to get them back every week I can definitely feel I'm getting all my, my viewers back 
And since you talk about like pop culture on both and franchises and everything, I want to get a little controversial and ask you what franchise do you not necessarily hate, but just don't understand? Ooh, that is a great question. Um, what franchise hmm, that I don't really understand? Um, probably uh, Attack on Titan. I I I don't know. Um, that's one that pops in my head. I guess first, Attack on Titan. I I. I watched it but i've never i i don't get it yeah i it's cool but i just don't get it <laughs> mine would be twilight <laughs> oh so funny you say that uh last weekend my 10 year old leia she came to my wife and i and said she wanted to watch the twilight series <laughs> and we were like um do this <laughs> family discussion yeah like well i mean i guess there's worse things she could watch but i mean she could just ask to watch star wars i mean that's better <laughs> yeah i'd be like i don't know i don't know hun. i don't know if you're ready if you're ready yeah. for that. i'll tell you what if you if you like if you like twilight then you're really gonna love the batman <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or Bert, she might go the other way and like all his like serious like indie artsy movies. <laughs> right. Oh, also, also, uh, you, you. Oh, I, the show. The show. You. Uh, I. It's good, but like my and I, my wife just absolutely loves it, and and I like it too. But I just, it's just entertaining to me, and I laugh at parts where my wife's like, I don't think you're supposed to be laughing on here. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I mean, it seems like a wild show. Every time it uh, premieres, I see all the tweets about it, and I'm like, what is going on with this show? It sounds, that and Bridgerton, I don't know what goes on there, but it's popping. <laughs> so I do want to know, before we wrap this up, what's uh, coming up on both of your shows, on your end? In the later half of the year, are you doing like any holiday specials? Um. Yes, I am going to do... We, so uh, pre-bench of the nerds we always do our our best of the favorites of the year at the end of the year so, well, last episode of the of, of uh, 2022 we'll do our, our our list so the last few episodes we'll do our favorite movies favorite tv shows all that we kind of rank them it'll be fun and um i'm actually working on a couple of uh interviews uh i'm t- t- talking to a comic book writer um from minnesota that i'm trying to get on i i I just made initial contact, so I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Uh, and um, I, some of my the bigger people in the company that I work for, uh, I'm hoping I can get on as well. Uh, also, I'm doing live action Clue at the in my theater uh, coming up here this next month. Uh, Uno tournaments, so that's all kind of keeping me busy as well. Ranking favorites is hard because you have to think back over the year. I do that. I try to keep notes. Do you do that? I absolutely do. <laughs> yep. So you're like, what did happen in January? <laughs> uh, right. And I think as of right now, my favorite TV show of 2022 is Peacemaker. 
Oh, oh my god, I told I need to write that down real quick because I totally was making my list. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to put that. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I. Oh, so so good. there are so many things about about that that should not have worked, and it worked just beautifully. I mean, See, there's where DC is doing something good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do more shows. Just give it all to James Gunn. Yeah, right, yes. <laughs> he knows what to do. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes the best stories are told with the people that you wouldn't think they are, you know? I, and who knew, John Cena? Who knew? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. He's. I mean, the whole cast is great. I really like who's the, the one guy. Robert Patrick. The guy who's like, you don't see him. Oh, um, who's like in love with Peacemaker or something? Oh yeah, oh, the vigilante. Vigilante, yeah, vigilante. Yes. He's like the best one. <laughs> he is. He is. Now, uh, he vigilante's actually was on the Arrow show. Oh, I think I must have pieced out before. He you you probably there. did. Yeah, they, it was when they were like they they just took a bunch of DC characters on a dartboard and threw a dart, and then that's what that's what they're gonna. All right, so let's see here. The villain for this uh, season is gonna be oh Prometheus. Okay, and uh, then we're gonna <laughs> let's see here another dart, and we're gonna bring in a new uh, hero. Ooh, it's gonna be Vigilante. All right, and then we'll oh we got. Uh, Chase, uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Chase something. Anyway, they land on the same name for both of them. Oh, hey, that'd be a good twist. <laughs> That's Adrian Chase. Adrian Chase. I knew it, it was there. <laughs> yeah, that show, Arrow got a little too wild for me. Yeah, I was like, okay, we've lost. I mean, it's already a crazy show, but mm-hmm. they went above and beyond. I was like, oh, okay, I gotta step out. But I was yep. surprised I liked it. I was like, obsessed. <laughs> Arrow was really good. I mean, Green Arrow is one of my all-time favorite uh, superheroes. I just wish we should have got the the Van Dyke, and he needed he needed to get more. He needed to get funnier because he Green Arrow does a lot of quips. He he likes to talk. He likes to talk smack, <laughs> you know. And we in what CW did is they couldn't get Batman, so they just made Green Arrow Batman. Yeah, they're like this rich guy. He's gonna fight crime. He's yep. cool. And he's handsome. Yep, and he can do and he can do the whole salmon ladder thing. The oh like the pull ups? Yeah, pull ups. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I forgot that part of the intros. Yeah, that was a good part. <laughs> yep. I, I I Yes, Stephen Amell. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I went to Paley Fest one year and they did all the like the uh, arrow or the DC shows and Kevin Smith moderated and it was really good. I love Kevin Smith. He's an ama- He's such a big fan of all the shows too. And the moderators for anyone who's ever been to Paley Fest, they can get some people who are very LA, very just, I'm doing this for my reel. And they don't watch the show. You could tell they don't, but this like Kevin Smith was so in- invested that it was a good panel. I love people like, like Kevin Smith and Sam Witwer are the two that pop into my head. Sam Witwer is just uh, like one of those guys that like I would just would love to just play a game with you <laughs> or you know <laughs> high five and just be like I, I, everything that you've done. I mean, uh, Sam Witwer was if, if you remember the very first episode of The Walking Dead in black and white, he was the soldier that was in the tank. Oh, okay. 
And then if you if you got into Star Wars games at all, he was um, uh, Galen. Something he, he was he was the the main character in The Force Unleashed, which was Darth Vader's secret apprentice. And then Sam Witwer went went on and he voiced Darth Maul and the Emperor in the Clone Wars. And then he's been in a bunch of TV shows. Um, he was in one one that was on uh, sci-fi where he played a vampire and I can't think of it but it was a vampire a werewolf and a ghost all lived in the same house and I can't oh yeah um it, I know what you're talking about. Be- being human being human yes and yeah he, he's just a, such an awesome awesome guy he, he twitches or he streams on twitch that I, and I watch and yeah he's just cool yeah that has a Mimi Siku from the classic 90s film jungle to jungle <laughs> that's the only reason i know that oh. show <laughs> now in the 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 ghost in that show i think is on the walking dead now oh. yeah I, I i i can't think of her name which is that the ghost the, the shimi i oh mimi was the yeah. the guy oh okay okay mm-hmm. was yeah. the other guy I gotcha. can't his real name right now, but yeah, he was in that movie with Tim Allen where he was like a jungle boy. Mm, <laughs> then yep. he brings him. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so we're just gonna end with: Can you tell the people where they can find you online? <laughs> yes, yes, you can find me on uh, uh, Anchor.fm/slash/TheFandemic or Anchor.fm/slash/PVOTN or Prevenge of the Nerds. Also, look at my book, Level Level Up My Awesome, at uh, Amazon. And I just want to thank you again for taking the time to talk to me about your workplace crush. And everyone, you can find all of Bradley's information below. And until next time, as always, keep crushing it. <laughs>